up, y'all? It's your boy, the one and only A-Switch, a.k.a. the Taco Meat Tyrant, <laughs> a.k.a. the Lazy Eye Leviathan, <laughs> a.k.a. Who, who keeps sniffing, snorting all my damn whipped cream? <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm, I've recently discovered, I guess that's apparently a thing now that like, um, I, th- I, I think it's if, uh, people are actually like snorting whipped cream, like cans, like the aerosol cans, I guess it applies to pretty much technically any like can based spray, spray item. But, uh, it seems in particular whipped cream. I'm just taking all my damn whipped cream, snorting it. (sighs) Let me stop. Um, AKA the undisputed, uncontested, undefeated social distancing champion. Um, Bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sites. Episode 109 to be exact. Today's date is June 17th. 2021 uh the them heat waves at least in southern california california in general i think texas as well (laughs) right when you go outside (laughs) yeah so uh that heat wave is going out it's going out hopefully i mean it it's showing no uh mercy that's for sure so um if you see an old person laying down, uh, <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> if you see an old person laying down, they might not be laying down voluntarily. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry, old people. I'm so sorry. Um, you might want to check up on them, just just in case, just in case. Check that check that heartbeat. Um. Old people falling down aside. <laughs> oh, life alert. Oh no. Um uh so technically E3 is officially over. Uh post E3. Uh we are in that period right now. Um and yeah. So I know we technically from last episode covered the uh summer games fest and i guess yeah that was pretty much it before everything else popped off with e3 the following weekend or something like that so well um yeah so uh (laughs) this is pretty much the basis of this whole episode just announcements on announcements on announcements um Boy, we got a pretty packed episode this week. Um, so you know what? Without further ado, let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. Um, so uh, at least I think um, I'm a I'm not gonna cover <laughs> man because that'd be a that'd be an ordeal. I'm not gonna cover literally everything that happened through all these, I'm just highlighting majority of the things that at least piqued my interest. Um, and I'll probably skip some shows that weren't necessarily noteworthy. 
um, as well. But, you know, either way, I mean, the gist of the gist of uh, E3, I think I pretty much got down pat. Um, yeah. So, uh, with that being said, actually, let me get my, get my time codes. You know what? You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? Cause I'm ballsy. <laughs> Cause I'm ballsy. I'm going to duplicate my sheet. I'm going to duplicate my sheet. That's something you shouldn't do, but you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to duplicate the sheet. Sheet is being duplicated. Um, let's see. Yeah. So first starting off, um, Ubisoft Ford, I think they technically, I believe they technically, uh, we're, we're one of the first to start it off, but, um, let me get my time right. That's how you do it, right? I think so. Yeah. So the Ubisoft Ford. Um, had, uh, some decent stuff, nothing revolutionary, but, uh, at least they started off with, uh, I'm pretty sure rainbow six extraction. So <laughs> they obviously changed the name from rainbow six, uh, quarantine, you know, for obvious reasons, a la, you know, uh, particular, uh, virus that's going around as of late. Um, and they, they, they showed a pretty, they showed a pretty, uh, interesting trailer, uh, a CGI trailer for like the concept of the game. And then thankfully <laughs> I think had a couple of us worried that they weren't actually going to get into the uh, actual literal gameplay of the, uh, game, which they did to, uh, to a reasonable extent. So it seems to have, uh, some stealth elements to the game. Um, you're, you're facing aliens, basically. It's like, I guess, a, a alien take on zombies kind of, if to even have some type of relativity to other stuff, but, uh, it seemed pretty interesting. I mean, I'd have to play it to fully get the great great grasp of everything, but, um, it was cool. It, it seemed, seemed interesting enough. I, I, I definitely, uh, am at least interested enough to give it a try if anything, um, having not played too much of the, the base game rainbow six, um, which I do like the concept. I've just never got around to sticking with it. I played, you know, a couple matches here and there, very long extended periods in between. But, um, yeah, this definitely interests me. I like the one factor that they can take your enemies. Well, no, I think if you die, um, during one of these missions, uh, you'll get, if you die during one of the missions, you'll get, uh, extracted. I think that's the term they use unless I'm just, I just have the title in my head, but, uh, I believe you'll get extracted. And then after that, um, you cannot no longer use that. Um, what's the terminology they use for agents? I think agent or hero. I'm just going to say hero. They all, uh, they'll take your hero and you can't play with them until you save them or I guess extract them, uh, from captivity, which I think they just, I'm guessing they do like a, you know, case by case thing where, you know, on a conditional instance, if you get killed 
or technically killed, then you get captured. And then that maybe proposes a new mission where you have to save the person uh, to stop them from being captured or something like that. I'm guessing at least that's at least my, my impression of what that is. Um, so, but yeah, all in all, um, I'm interested. I definitely would give it a shot when it comes out. I want to say, I don't think they gave a release date, but, um, actually let me double check. Let me double check. Oh, September 16th. Okay. I was thinking it was somewhere around, uh, around Halloween. It would make sense. Um, then they also revealed Assassin's Creed Valhalla DC, (laughs) DC DLC, um, where there's supposedly a, uh, (laughs) you can now, uh, use one handed weapons. I, 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 I assume I haven't, have not played Valhalla that you couldn't have a one-handed weapon which seems very weird it seemed like that game would have one-handed weapons i don't i don't know but either way um so there's that uh then what was pretty interesting for a far cry 6 uh it's it's still very uh vague and ambiguous as to what it means but they did show for Far Cry 6, there's going to be some DLC where you supposedly, presumably, like play as each of the uh, recent Far Cry villains. So um, I think the infamous Vaz from Far, Far, Far Cry 3 uh, forgot the, the, the Asian guy from Far Cry 4. And then the, <laughs> what, the redneck, red, I'm just going to say redneck dude from Far Cry 5. Apparently the DLC is going to involve them in some way. They, it just, it seems to be pretty vague as to how they're going to be implemented. I'm assuming that each, each like a separate DLC pack is just going to have them as they're like maybe some segmented, like possibly missing a DLC that maybe connects with each of their like respective, uh, stories or something like that. I don't know, but, um, yeah, so you got that, uh, that, that, um, it seems interesting. I think they, they also showed some VR stuff or maybe I'm getting that mixed up with something else, but seem interesting nonetheless. Um, there, then after that, uh, you got, uh, Mario and rabbits sparks of hope. <laughs> that seems that's <laughs> uh, something about that. That subtitle just seems like, I don't know. It just seemed like you, uh, you just put that in the ad lib, uh, machine or playing the ad lib game. And that just comes together. You're like, you know what? Actually, that might be a good idea for a game sparks of, well, I gotta do it. Mario and rabbits sparks of hope. I like it. I do like it. So I guess, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Mario got guns. He, he was <laughs> on the front cover showing him he has guns. Um, uh, I know Mario rabbits is generally, a a, a tactical strategy game, which, uh, I mean, I dabble here and there. 
I don't know. I don't know if I would ever find the time to play this, but it does seem pretty interesting. Uh, I know they, uh, Ubisoft or whoever has this fascination with making like all of the Mario characters, or at least a, a decent amount of the Mario characters, like rabid fied where they look like a very, um, deranged, very off version. Like, uh, I think they did princess peach. Now I think they're doing Rosalina. That's like, I guess the big reveal here. I definitely can anticipate like a lot of more, uh, Nintendo characters being <laughs> rabbified. I guess that's the best, <laughs> the closest, uh, reference I could give then, uh, towards the end or pretty much the one more thing type of announcement, they announced the avatar frontiers of Pandora which I guess is, I mean, I, I've, I don't think I've fully ever fully watched avatar, but it was, it, it wasn't my cup of tea, but I mean, it's, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of hardcore avatar fans. And, and let me, let me phrase, uh, not avatar, the last Arab airbender. That's not this game. This is J James Cameron's avatar with the blue aliens and, you know, I think wasn't it the story about like a dude that he was a normal person and he somehow turned himself into an alien or something like that to try and I don't know, play, be undercover, something, like, something like that. But I mean, I, I don't think anybody was expecting this. I think this is this is this seems to be a game that's been under wraps for a good while. Um, so, yeah. All in all, uh, I mean, it did, uh, this Ubisoft didn't have, uh, no splinter cell at all. So based off that, that, uh, that unfortunate, um, part of this event, uh, I have to give it, I have to give it a C. Um, Sam Fisher has been, uh, dormant too long. Um, he's just somewhere you know, just waiting for the moment to break somebody's neck. Um, but Ubisoft is not giving him a chance, but you know, <sighs> but, <laughs> but he's in all these mobile games and, um, oh yeah, he's a freaking operator in rainbow six, but no, he, um, we can't give him his own stealth game. That's been pretty, pretty, uh, pretty deprived as of late. Um, but I digress overall, um, at least personally, I'd have to give Ubisoft forward. Um, I would, uh, I'd have to give it a, give it a C it was okay. It could have done a lot of stuff better. I'm very surprised of the lack of for honor stuff. Normally they generally always give some update or something for for honor. Um, I was expecting that. Didn't even see that just something like, I don't, I know they've been regularly doing these, uh, periodical DLC updates, but, um, that's been pretty much it. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I give it, I give it, you know what? I give it a C minus. I'm, I'm sorry. I need, I need, we need, we need Sam Fisher back. We need somebody to keep holding this mantle, this stealth, stealth, what do you call it? Stealth espionage action act, action espionage to stealth. I don't, 
stealth espionage action. I think that's the actual one. But yeah. So um moving on to what was the the devolver direct um which was actually pretty uh pretty cool um uh, you know devolver for those that don't know uh devolver has a very how would you describe them a very uh tongue in cheek maybe tongue in cheek kind of uh even i'd say even like uh tim and eric spin if you watch uh shout out to uh tim and eric's awesome show uh they used to air on adult swim and what was before that Tom goes to the mayor on adult squim, um, you know, <laughs> that type of humor. I think they actually, I think they actually did do the, um, old spice commercials with the one with, um, the ones with Terry Crews in them. Oh, old, um, old, old spice swagger. You know, he, he just always ends his sentences. Oh, <laughs> that's my best impression. Um, so yeah, it definitely has that vibe to it where it just gets really, uh, what existential and out there and all in one. Um, but it was funny. It was a lot of funny moments. I did like, uh, you got, what's her name? She just, she was going into town on some chili de- cheese dogs, like relentlessly. Um, yeah. Then there's the, they, they, uh, have a black guy in there and he was like, Hey man, that ain't cool. You know, I mean, every, every, place should have that. I mean, to be honest, just to keep things down. Um, (laughs) but I digress. Um, announcement wise, they had some, at least some games that I was interested in Uh, shadow warrior three, which was pretty interesting. It seemed to be a mix of, um, what is it called? Uh, what is it called? Bullet storm and doom. It definitely felt like if Bulletstorm and Doom had a baby, it would be Shadow Warrior 3. It has a lot of like over the top stylish action. And then on the other side, there uh, is um, whatchamacallit. Um, a lot of the Doom like quick, jumpy, uh, just arcadey, um, you know, aspects from that end as well, which at least to me, I was like, yeah, sign me up for that. Um, then outside of that, they also showed a Trek to Yomi, which is definitely like a very, the, the style and design was, is pretty awesome. It, it gives you a, uh, how do, how would I describe it? It's like, a um, Kurosawa film type of vibe where, you know, it's, everything is black and white and, you know, it's at least it's set in feudal Japan. So it has kind of overall that, that general feel to it, which, uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm not sure what this game is, but I'm interested. Sign me up. Let me, let me get that. (laughs) Let me get that pamphlet. Hold on. (laughs) Let me get the business card. Let me get, let me get that business card though. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much at least Devolver Direct. Oh yeah, I forgot. It was this girl. She was like, she was, uh, you know, spitting some stuff. Well, not literally. She was just saying some, you know, our company views, blah, blah, blah. But as she's saying that and walking forward, like <laughs> shit is blowing up behind her. 
And she's like really like just maintaining her composure. She's like trying her best not to flinch. If you look really hard, you can tell she is flinching occasionally, but she, she's a good one. I don't know if I could do that. Just my natural reflexes, the spidey senses, if you will, might, uh, might kick in, but yeah. So then, uh, was the, uh, gearbox, uh, presentation, which is, which was, ugh. um, oh yeah, real, real quick to do for devolver. Uh, I don't consider it a really big one, so I don't know. I don't think it's fair to, to judge that. So never mind. For Gearbox, uh, they re-showed Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which appeared at um, uh, Summer Games Fest. Uh, then they went into like Borderland, the Borderlands movie, like ridiculously way too long, and just that technically felt like the whole highlight. Well, not highlight, but the I don't know, a focus of the show where they like went too much into this Borderlands movie, which is like, no, this is E3 is not the place to go all in on your Borderlands movie. I'm sorry. And then on top, on top of that, <laughs> uh, the, the, yeah, the questionable person, uh, Randy Pitchford, he was, um, talking to Kevin Hart and, you know, <laughs> it was just awkward as hell. Like, he was trying to trying to get a high five. Kevin didn't even pay him no mind. Like, no, man, I ain't. I ain't. <laughs> it was just weird. Kevin Hart kind of was, you know, saving it a little bit, you know, his natural comedic funniness here and there. But overall, it just is just too much time. They were spent. They literally spent like it felt like 15 minutes on that, you know, showing like the direction of the movie, uh, you know, some of the actors. And that's. No, don't, don't do that. Especially of all places at E3, like have that as a separate YouTube video you release or something, but all you have literally pretty much all of the game and community focused on this. And this, this is what you should no, Don't then on, <laughs> then on top of that, they, uh, what they showed, they premiered Homeworld, and then, but they kept doing it. Like, I think they did it three times in the show like almost as if it's a commercial, but it wasn't because it wasn't much content within this presentation. So it, it came off super weird. Um, so, you know, kind of, uh, soured the taste, I would assume for people that were excited for, um, for home world three. Then, uh, <laughs> I mean, just even making it weirder. I don't know. I don't think you would, this just doesn't seem like something you would just announce at E3. I think this is pretty much the ongoing theme for gearbox, but, uh, they premiered Godfall or, you know, they, they premiered that it's coming to PS4. So basically, you know, I mean, it's, I think it's evident that, Godfall hasn't sold that well. So, uh, yeah, we're Godfall isn't selling that well on PS five. So everybody's getting on PS four as well. It's, it's again, it's just, this is just something you don't not announce at E3. Uh, like especially within your whole, um, within your, you know, time slot that you have everybody geared to look at, which, yeah. So, all that aside, that's, yeah, that's pretty much all Gearbox had to show. So 
based off those, uh, have to give this one a hard ass E straight up E. I mean, maybe tiny Tina's Warnerlands may have saved it, but they, they showed the exact same trailer from, um, summer games fest. So it just was, it was all bad showing 15 minutes of the borderlands movie. Well, not even the borderlands movie, more of a behind the scenes type deal of something that's, you know, questionably have, has a reputation in the, I'd say I would, I would, uh, argue in the movies industry as, uh, likely to be bad unless proven otherwise. I mean, there's a couple of, uh, video game related movies that have been proven that otherwise, like, um, well, I mean, Mortal Kombat, I thought was pretty good, but you know, the fact that I can't even like immediately recall in my head, uh, I think explains, um, itself really. So yeah, give it, give it a big hearty. Yeah. Just, uh, just, 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 just did whoever, whoever did this did not read the room really. Um, I mean, just didn't, did not read it at all. So, um, Xbox and Bethesda. Uh, let's with that, um, talk about a very strong showing. Um, Xbox and Bethesda who they, they, man, they, they came for blood this E3. Um, they, at first they, they, they showed off Starfield, which is, you know, been the long, highly long, <laughs> longly and highly anticipated, uh, next, I guess, original IP from, uh, Bethesda. They showed, uh, a, I mean, it's, uh, they showed the engine and you know what the game will technically most likely look like when it's finished, uh, which was interesting. Not a mu- not enough to like really get a full gist, but uh, enough to like satiate I think people's curiosity, which uh, overall I thought looked pretty good. Um, I know <laughs> was been a, a, a this this recent like reoccurring rumor with um, this this long reoccurring rumor. Uh, that people have been seeing from this trailer is that supposedly there's a, a Skyrim map in it somehow. I think in some aspects, some shot where something looks eerily like like the Skyrim uh map or something like that. And I'm like, wow, y'all, y'all are y'all are very uh dedicated because I I would not even care enough <laughs> to look into that that much detail. Um, they also showed Redfall, which is, I guess, a basically a new IP from, I think, Arcane Studios, the people behind, um, what was it? What is it called? It's to do with the mask, Corvo. <laughs> it's like, I know the characters' names. Uh, what was it? Un- Dishonored. Dishonored. Yeah. Dishonored. Um, and I think they're now making the, I think they're working on an exclusive for PlayStation five, which is uh the death loop game. Um, so I, I guess they're also, they have a, uh, I'm assuming a small team working on 
this exclusive for Xbox Redfall, where basically it looks, we only got like a CGI trailer, but it definitely was a very interesting, like, uh, look into what the possibility of this game will be. But it has, uh, what it seems to be a very, uh, assorted group of people of four. Um, at least the one that stands out to me is this black girl where she, uh, uh, she's a vampire, but she has, um, telepathic skills where this is a pretty dope ass moment. I don't think I've ever seen that. Like somebody literally reloading their gun with their telepathy by like literally like loading the shells with her telepathic skills, which is pretty dope. That, that was pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, it seems to be just like a vampire hunting game kind of. It seems majority of the enemies were, were vampires. I think they pretty much all were vampires. Um, but, uh, yeah, it seemed pretty cool. I'm definitely interested in the, um, definitely interested, uh, to see how this, uh, this, this comes to be and turns out. Um, then they, uh, they showed stalker two, which is, um, looked pretty dope. Uh, I liked what they did where you can like, I guess you can throw metal and trace some of the, what the enemies look like, uh, having no, uh, prior knowledge of the stalker series, uh, at least the game did look pretty appealing. It seemed like the trailer was like, it had like a campfire, you know, story, uh, kind of a discussion. And then after that, they, um, you know, went on the field and showed, uh, some aspects of the game, which was uh cool. Um, I'm interested as have as somebody not fully aware of like the stalker series. Um, definitely caught my attention. Then a uh, game pass just, I mean, that's, I think that's technically was the ongoing theme throughout this whole event. Uh, they announced a lot of game pass games, Hades, uh, is getting a physical uh, version and coming on Game Pass. Yakuza 7, a.k.a. Yakuza Like a Dragon in the West is coming, came, I think it just dropped on Game Pass that Sunday. Uh, Back for Blood coming to Game Pass day one, which is crazy. That's, that's I think that's freaking huge if, uh, you know, for uh, people um, that have Game Pass or, you know, Maybe <laughs> I don't, I doubt anybody just waiting for a particular game to go on game pass. Cause that would be <laughs> super counterintuitive for the purpose of game pass. But, um, among us coming to game pass, uh, and then Microsoft flight simulator, uh, with that, they also confirm that, you know, it's coming to console. So they are bringing a console build to, um, Xbox series X and S, which is kind of crazy considering the, demands for that game on a, on a PC, um, to even run respectively. I'm very fascinated to see how Microsoft flight simulator will, uh, fare on, um, on a console. Uh, they also show gameplay for battlefield 2042. Um, so it looks pretty cool. Um, they didn't show us too much to like really, munch on, but it was a decent amount to get a general gist. I mean, to be fair, it looked pretty similar to its trailer. So, um, then, uh, Diablo two, 
they uh, re- resurrect re- resurrected the the remaster of Diablo 2. Uh, they actually we actually saw gameplay. I don't think we've seen gameplay of Diablo 2 yet. I believe I could be wrong on that, but they at least gave us release date September September of this year, I believe. So uh, then they showed a, a sequel to a Plague Tale uh, called a Plague Tale Requiem. I gotta do it. A Plague Tale. Requiem. <laughs> you gotta you had to put some had to put some seriousness towards it. Um again a game I'm not familiar with, at least the first one. Um I know it just a general gist, but not fully any more than that. Something about a rat plague or something. So uh this definitely uh least caught my interest. Uh then I think this is pretty unexpected, uh, the Outer Worlds 2. Um, I mean, yeah, as, as somebody who wasn't a fan of the outer worlds one, um, I may give it a shot. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't in the right mood when I was playing it, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, if it, if it does some, some, some interesting things, I might give another shot. Yeah. Especially being on game pass. Yeah. I'll, I'll likely give it another go. Uh, I think even still keeping that train of what is, what is this? Um, not really. It's, it makes a lot of sense to be honest, but they announced a sea of thieves, um, crossing over with pirates of the Caribbean. So they actually got Jack Sparrow, uh, Sparrow's voice, AKA, um, Johnny Depp, uh, as well as I'm assuming some of the other characters, they showed some of the other characters like, was it David, David, Davy Jones, David Jones? At least, uh, I know Pirates of the Caribbean is based off of some of the myth, 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 mythology of, uh, you know, some of the, what would you call it? Pirate lore. Um, I don't, you know what I mean? Basically <laughs> deep rooted pirate sea lore, you know, just pirates and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, then fallout 76, the, <laughs> the game that keeps trying, uh, they revealed an update, um, for steel rain. And then I think there was some other update. Let me, uh, double check that. It looked like fallout five. I was like, Oh shit. Are they going to do it? And it was, Oh, fallout 76. Oh. <laughs> Fallout Five. Oh, Fallout Seventy Six. Uh, okay, all right. Um, what was it? So it was the uh, Steel Rain was one component, and trying to find the uh, maybe they have it here. Is it Steel Dawn? I think that was the one that already came out. Okay, Steel Rain is the one that's coming July 7th. I think it was called The Pit. Something The Pit, I believe. Something like that. But yeah, either way. Uh, Further DLC after 76. Um, One of these days, maybe if I'm bored enough, but I mean, that's not been happening. (laughs) So... Uh, yeah. Uh, but then they, whoo, they, uh, Halo, they showed Halo infinite multiplayer. Oh, so good. So good. 
It was, it was a lot to unpack from it. Um, I think the biggest revelation they show from Halo Infinite multiplayer is the grappling hook is confirmed to be in the multiplayer component. So uh, they showed a couple aspects of it. They showed you being able to like to grab a weapon. Uh, I'm guessing it they have to be dead because I think they in the gameplay, they showed the person killing the dude and they dropped their uh, weapon. And then it showed the person grappling hook the uh, weapon and bringing it back to them to, you know, equip it, which is pretty dope. And then uh, also on top of that, they show them uh, the player grappling hook uh, vehicles. So like in the instance, I think they show was it? I want to say a Banshee or some modified modified Banshee. They show the person grappling hook onto the Banshee and then being able to uh, hijack them in midair that way, which is that just opens up so many options. Now we think about it kind of crazy. Um, was there something else they did with the grapple hook? Of course, there's uh the mobility stuff they did show like uh <laughs> that's my default for every every uh try hard. Uh yeah, so they did they showed a uh player grappling hook uh the ceiling on a map and then they had they sniper out and then they uh they they uh grapple hook to the ceiling and then uh you know did a headshot uh after falling down you know <laughs> barely an inconvenience <laughs> that same dude that was playing um battlefield he's playing he's he's now playing um uh halo infinite multiplayer when it comes out so that was pretty cool. They did, I think, possibly hint that big team battle is going to potentially be battle royale esque or they're making some mode that uh, I'm I'm assuming like almost every multiplayer game these days is going to try to, you know, emulate um, battle royale and make it is make it its own which is totally understandable as long as it's fun, I guess <laughs> really that's at the end of the day, that's generally what matters the most, but yeah. So, I mean, there is that, um, yeah. So, uh, then I think what they showed, they Xbox had this weird, like extended event today where they actually dropped a couple other stuff like, um, Hellblade two. They, they revealed more details for that where, just it seemed to be more of the uh, development actually. Let me double check. I didn't even did not actually catch the uh, full blown trailer. Uh, I don't think they showed gameplay, but maybe they did. Yeah, it has the interviewer. He's talking about it. I got I at least got the Cliff Notes version, but. I know they said it's going to take place in a different time period and it technically is not like a direct sequel. So I'm assuming it's potentially might be a different, uh, different protagonist. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really show much. Maybe I'm not looking at the full trailer, but either way, they uh, did talk about that. Uh, then on top of that, 
they also revealed that Xbox De- Design Labs is back. Um, I think I forgot when they stopped doing uh, Xbox Design Labs. For those that don't know, Xbox Design Labs is basically uh, a service, I guess. It lets you, it basically lets you buy a new Xbox, uh, in this case, Series X or S, Xbox Series controller and um, customize it to your, you know, complete preference where you can pretty much customize pretty much almost every aspect of the controller. You can like make the back paddles, uh, not back paddles, the uh, bumpers like uh, orange, make the uh, the thumbsticks like teal and you know, all that stuff. And then on top of that, you can also engrave your, you can either engrave your name tag or anything you want, like, um, <laughs> what uh pineapples or booty you could if you if you <laughs> if you feel that strongly about pineapples by all means you can have that engraved on the controller <laughs> probably go get some weird side eyes and people sketching etching your uh, controller i don't know actually i don't even know how that process goes i assume there's some human human interaction slash intervention in some way but um yeah so you got that um what else? Um, yeah, that was pretty much it really, uh, for Xbox, but man, I mean, I forgot they, they showed like a crazy amount of games and it was like so many games that like I, I would want to play and especially a good majority of them all were saying that they are going to premiere on, uh, Xbox game pass as well is like, man, that's, I, Microsoft is doing the right thing in terms of, you know, really putting everything behind game pass. Cause I think really it's working for them for the most part. If, if, if anything, I it, it probably is doing way more better, uh, way better than I think we're all thinking it is potentially who knows, but yeah. So, um, Xbox and Bethesda have to give them, have to give them a good old solid, solid, B think B nothing like crazy. Like, Oh shit. I wasn't expecting it, but it was a lot of stuff that I wanted to know about that I did. And just the sheer amount of games they did show and the pacing of the show as well. There wasn't like, you know, uh, too many presenters. Hi. Hey guys, how's it going? (laughs) You're probably wondering why I'm here. Um, (laughs) we have something very special and excellent to show you guys that I think you guys are going to want to watch something. I don't know. Uh, guys, we, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, that's always my go-to <laughs> guys. We've heard you. <laughs> that takes me out every time. Um, uh, I, I, I wonder if there's, there probably is, there's probably some YouTube channel out there that is probably like logged every time a person has said either experience uh, <laughs> we've heard <laughs> that's probably not as, uh, that's probably not as frequent as I'm thinking it is in my head, but, um, yeah, I am very fascinated if, uh, if that is a thing, but either way, all in all solid B, um, pretty strong showing Xbox slash Bethesda. Good, good, good job. Um, then we got a, uh, we got E3. Well, not E3. What am I saying? Square Enix. 
Square Enix showed up. Um, I just have, we just going to have to go through it. So Square Enix, uh, they started off the show with Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it was rumored a lot pretty often, um, but we at least now know for sure it's its own thing. Uh, thankfully, it's single player. Um, you know, it, I think it would have been easy, real easy when it premiered to assume that it was probably um, it was probably going to, you know, tie in with Marvel, the Marvel um, Avengers game or something like that. But thankfully, it's its own thing and um, single player. So no multiplayer, which, you know, totally fine by it. Um, they pretty much majority of this show was guardians of the galaxy, which is a little unfortunate, but you know, uh, from what, what was shown, it definitely at least showed the potential of having the spirit of guardians of the galaxy as a whole, in terms of like, at least my familiarity with, the the, this, this medium, if you will, in, um, the, from the Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, um, you know, they, they, you know, Rocket Raccoon is Rocket Raccoon. Um, what's his name? Star Lord is still fucking, fucking, uh, squids and shit. So, you know, um, you got that, um, you know, he was, he was, he was like, you know, I'll call you later, um, to a squid. And I'm like, wow, that's, guess that's how y'all get down in space. But I mean, this is somebody who was talking about, you know, like I'm, I'm really attracted to tomorrow from mass effect. So I can't even say nothing. So, you know what? He has a point. I don't know about, I mean, you know, they have to look like at least somewhat remote to a human. I, I would assume, but <laughs> I digress. Uh, but Drax is Drax kind of cold calculated and very, what matter of factly, um, who else? There was somebody else. Uh, what's her name? Damn it. Gamora. Gamora felt like Gamora. So, I mean, it felt like all the characters were their kind of general like expectations, but you know, just, just the dollar store version, <laughs> if we're being honest, cause you know, it's, it's hard to shake that expectation of, you know, your frame of reference, at least in my case, only being familiar with the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe version of these people, you know, having that association with the with those characters and, you know, like, oh, these are not those people. So they're lesser, I guess, you know, so. But the gameplay looked pretty dope. Uh, it, it seems to be like you you mainly control Star-Lord and he's shooting people and, you know, he has he uses his leg boosters and stuff, which is pretty dope. I kind of got slight, um, slight, what vibes, uh, what's the game? Vanquish. Got to do it. Vanquish. That's how they say it in the game. So, um, very slight Vanquish vibes where, you know, with the, if you don't know, Vanquish is pretty dope. Uh, I think it's made by Platinum where basically it's a dude in a mech suit kind of, and he, he has a uh, boosters on his legs and it just shows him just, he can boost on his legs, like long distances and flipping stuff is awesome. I do recommend it. It's pretty short too. So it's not too much of a commit. Um, but yeah, either way. Um, yeah, you definitely, definitely got vanquished vibes with star Lord. Uh, the combat looked pretty fun. Uh, at least how the other characters work while you're in combat 
it seems like you can uh, call them in like a sis. Um, and I, I think they show like you can have a super two where, you know, you have this like, you know, aggro moment where, you know, you go balls to the wall. And I think the the music plays, uh, you know, his uh, Star Lord's famous like 80s playlist uh, plays while you're, you know, causing havoc, which is pretty cool. Um, you're fighting some weird enemies. I think they were just <laughs> I can only remember them fighting a jello cube or something like a just a cube of jello. And that was it. I think there are some dogs or did the, uh, maybe the jello cubes ch- changed in the dogs. I'm not sure, but <laughs> either way, um, it was fun. It was fun. I could definitely, I would definitely give it a shot. Um, maybe I'd wait for reviews, uh, before fully committing, but, uh, I'm, I would, uh, I, it seems like a, a good time. Um, yeah. So that was pretty much all of the, the, the Square Enix showing. Uh, then they show Final Fantasy one through six remastered. So how they showed it was very, very deceiving, uh, at least after the fact, at least initially, I think I was excited even as somebody who's <laughs> only played Final Fantasy seven. Yeah. Technically the only game I've really played uh, really played is Final Fantasy seven. I've not played any of the other Final Fantasies, but I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm uh, yeah. I'd be interested in this. If this is uh comes on switch or, or a PlayStation Xbox, I'll give it a shot. And so it's one through six. Um, okay. How they present it is that, uh, one through six, uh, come into consoles, uh, since I think these are already out on mobile and, um, I think technically steam on PC and I was like, okay, fine. All right, cool. And then, you know, towards the end, it was like, oh yeah, coming on mobile and steam. All right. I mean, you know, you have a huge install base of Nintendo switch and PlayStation and Xbox, but I guess we're just gonna ignore those. But then come to find out all of these are, like not collective, they're each individual. So you have to buy each one individual, at least specifically on the mobile storefront, I guess maybe potentially steam as well. I'm not sure about that, but, um, either way, it's like, regardless it, it, the fact that these aren't on console in any way does not make sense at all, especially, you know, considering the, I mean, what we're on final fantasy, what 15 as the last, well, no 16 is coming out. So, I mean, it's, I think pretty apparent that final fantasy is pretty popular on consoles. Of course, what, uh, 16 is going to be exclusive. I think console wise to the PlayStation five. So I don't get why they would announce this. If it, if it's not coming to console, it just doesn't make sense. I don't, I don't know what people were thinking. Uh, why, why square? Why would you do this? <sighs> anyway, I, I think it's a given that this will eventually come to consoles. Cause it's like, wh- why, why not? <laughs> uh, that's just frustrating to a certain extent. Um, then they show Babylon's fall, which is supposed to be, um, this, uh, a live service hack and slash from platinum who's made like, you know, a lot of the popular titles near automata, um, metal gear rise and revengeance, uh, Bayonetta. Um, 
I'm not sh- I, I seeing some of the gameplay. It didn't really, you know, wasn't at least appealing from there, but I could see it possibly being a game where it's like, you know, it'll have a pretty comforting loop that might, you know, keep that engagement from there. But outside of that, um, I don't know. Um, so yeah. Um, what else? Oh yeah. They, they did show, um, the Avengers, they showed the next DLC. Um, well, no, I think they showed one DLC before that, but of course the next DLC that I think everybody is least anticipating, um, and curious about is the black Panther DLC, which they showed a decent amount. Uh, I think they showed, uh, what's the dude claw, the, the dude with the one arm, him, I guess, presumably being an antagonist, uh, for this one, they show black Panther. I'm not sure how I feel about it in terms of, uh, just my general feeling of the Avengers game itself. I don't know. I'll probably wait until reviews pop out to see what the other people think before I dive in. But it, uh, the potential is there. I mean, I think in general, just my impression of playing the Avengers game with the 10 hours I played of just the, the, the campaign. Um, I don't know. It, uh, the, 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 the taste in my mouth is a little, little tart from, um, uh, playing. It just seemed, did, did not seem like a game that you would, would make live service to begin with. Really? That's probably the, the biggest problem, but I digress. Um, they also showed the final fantasy. Uh, I think really the, the recently rumored at the time before, I think pre E3, the, uh, was it the, the final fantasy based action adventure, uh, action RPG made by toy Kekmo toy, toy, toy Tecmo, no way Tecmo. You know what I mean? The, the same people that made uh ninja Gaiden. um, making this, uh, and they, they revealed it. It's called final fantasy strangers, paradise, Final Fantasy Origins. Um, <laughs> and it's got, <laughs> oh boy, man. Uh, internet went, went, had a field day with this one. Um, oh man. Uh, so first, firstly, the character, the main character himself, I think his name is Jack, I believe. And, uh, basically, you know, it's pretty apparent. He looks like a straight up, <laughs> straight up Eminem. <laughs> straight up Eminem, uh, the rapper I'm talking about. Um, and so, so you, so you got that working against them. Then on top of that, um, his, uh, default clothing options is freaking, uh, just some, some base, uh, some very, very modern looking clothes, which is at least, uh, conflicting with the time period he's presumably in which I believe uh, it's, it's, it's a uh, final fantasy one or something like that in terms of where I guess the lore of this game is based off of. Um, so <laughs> with those two factors combined, Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh, I can forget. Uh, um, I'm going to just say one word chaos. <laughs> So basically in the, in the trailer, they, they showed, it was basically him just saying like, (laughs) 
he said chaos like four times. So I guess I think that's the enemy. Technically, I know he goes by another name. Um, but yeah, that we're here to we're here to defeat chaos. All I want is chaos. Um, who put who put cheese on my fries? Chaos. Um, this baby isn't mine. Chaos. <laughs> Um, you get the idea. So, um, yeah, it looked that, that from what they showed, the gameplay is pretty good. Um, the demo actually dropped, uh, that day as well. And, oh, I forgot about that too. They dropped the, they dropped the demo. I think the same day that Sunday, but, uh, come to find out, uh, the, the, <laughs> The, the demo was was a uh, corrupted. So pretty much anybody who downloaded it and tried to launch it, it would it would immediately crash the game. Um, so, you know, I mean, chaos. <laughs> so uh, pretty much the game was unplayable for like, I want to say 24 to 48 hours, I think. Um, and then after that, the game, uh, they, they released the patch and then the game was playable, which I actually did play. And I'll uh, go into that uh, a little bit later. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then I think another point is that people are talking about is how the game does look understandably. So like a PS2 PS3 game, which is, I think a pretty, pretty valid, um, pretty valid judgment because it does, (laughs) it does. I mean, I think this has got a year left before it is technically going to be released. But I mean, that's technically potentially a decent amount of time. I mean, as somebody who's not been in the game industry and that, it, that, that front, um, it's, 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 uh, I think, I think generally a lot can happen in the polishing phase. I don't know, uh, how I, I assume every company is different in terms of how they tackle stuff, but you know, Um, I think it can definitely be helped, uh, but we'll see, but all in all, um, (laughs) yeah. Uh, and then that was pretty much it. Oh, oh, I forgot. They showed like, they showed what, like two, two seconds of, uh, (laughs) what? Three milliseconds of final fantasy 16, I think. (laughs) So, I mean, there's get hype, hype. Let's go. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all in all for square Enix, <coughs> I'd give them a C C minus. Um, yeah, I, I, part of me wanted a final fantasy seven remake. I mean, they, they showed the Yuffie DLC, which what released a week prior or whatever. Um, but that was it. Uh, that whole final fantasy, thing, uh, put a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, kind of surprised they didn't show a first soldier, which is the final fantasy of that mobile game, that battle Royale mobile game in the final fantasy seven universe. Um, what else? It was something else. I can't recall or remember. Um, oh yeah. After crisis, which was the, the, uh, another mobile, game that hopefully isn't just mobile because that should totally be console and actually would be a great candidate for the switch in terms of, you know, considering the switch can't technically 
or be very difficult to run on, you know, Final Fantasy remake or something. Um, so yeah, solid C could have been, a uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know what? C minus that guardians of the galaxy thing. They would, they, they put too much time. They dedicated too much time to guardians. Um, I think, um, it was just too much, just too much. Um, did they reveal? No, I think that was pretty much it really, at least highlight wise. So, uh, from there, moving on to the PC gaming show, which, um, at least showed me stuff. I just, I just was not, not aware of, I just was not aware of it all. Um, so PC gaming show, they started off with this game, Naraka blade point, which I guess was a game that's been, in, uh, what's the term beta? I think beta in beta for a long time. It apparently has a, a pretty huge following. I've just not, I've never heard of it until seeing this, uh, this show. And it seems pretty dope. It seems to be kind of a action uh, vibe. Uh, I think they said they're premiering the DLC for like this dope chainsaw weapon. I'm, I'm digging it. It's got like a feudal Japan vibe too, as well, which that's always my weak point. I mean, it's, <laughs> what is it? It's either zombies, feudal Japan, ah, settings, zombies, feudal, feudal Japan, um, modern depending those at least those at least for sure. My two, like, okay, you got me. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm a sucker. Okay. You got me. Um, anyway, for chivalry, chivalry two, uh, they showed or revealed that there's going to be some DLC coming. Um, I guess this this it seems kind of ambitious. It's like, uh, was it, it was like a, a ship. I think, I think it was a ship. Let me double check. I'm just going off of memory. It was, I think it was a ship. Something about a ship. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was a castle. Okay. I was wrong. I think it was, I thought it was, I think it was a ship, but I can't find it right now, but I'm thinking it was some ship, but it seemed like it was pretty ambitious, but maybe it, it was just, it wasn't, I don't know. Um, so that was cool. I've, I've, I know it just recently came out. I've yet to, uh, try it out. Um, then there was, they always run, which was pretty, it seemed pretty dope. It's like a 2d. It seemed like a 2d slasher with some other elements to it. Let me, refresh my memory on that one because uh at least on my radar it seemed pretty dope yeah it kind of got a blade runner vibe yeah it's a futuristic dude he's got like three arms i think yeah it's got like a slasher slasher neo slasher neo um What's the, what's the other one? Blade Runner vibe. And I'm, I'm digging the art style. Um, yeah. So that, 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 uh, got on my radar, uh, Gloomwood. I guess this is a pretty, this is like a, what a doom 
kind of a, well, what, like a, what, two early, late 90s shooter vibe to it, uh, which seemed pretty cool. Uh, I think there's a demo specifically for E3 um, as well, but it seemed kind of cool. So that definitely had my interest peaked. And that was pretty much it for the PC gaming show. It was a lot of, I think, stuff we knew about. And if anything, other mainly indie type stuff that they showed there. So I don't think it's fair to, to grade them considering the, uh, the material, but, um, yeah. So, uh, Capcom, uh, was, uh, was it that Monday? I think I want to say, I believe Capcom was that Monday. Um, so they, uh, they showed, well, uh, I mean, I guess we'll get into it. So they, uh, showed us monster hunter rise. Uh, well, they didn't even really show much of that. They did just show that there's going to be a, a crossover between monster hunters stories, which they already told us before. Uh, then uh, resident evil, they showed, uh, uh, well, they said that RE verse the game that nobody cares about is <laughs> coming out next month. I'm just probably gonna, <laughs> can you hate play something that that probably might be one of the games. Um, then after that, oh, this is probably the most hype moment of this of this showing. They uh, showed RE Village uh, DLC. Um, they didn't show anything. <laughs> uh, what I meant was they showed some very sexy font, you know, they just showed, they just had the black background with the white text and it, it just said Ari village is confirmed and coming next year or something. I don't even think they gave us that. Did they? Let me, let me do a check. It was, it was some sexy text. Let me tell you, I've never been more aroused by some text. Um, cause my goodness, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> by popular demand development has just started on additional DLC for resident evil village. More info later. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it seemed very, uh, very, uh, last minute. Uh, it's like, Oh mm, man, everybody's, uh, people are anticipating, um, village DLC. Uh, okay. All right. Um, those DLC, uh, come in later confirmed <laughs> like, like what five minutes before this showing it seemed like, but I, I don't know. Um, yeah. So, uh, you got that. Um, yeah, that was, <laughs> It was literally black, a black background and some white text, just, just showing that nothing at all. So then they, uh, went, uh, a little too much into this, uh, the great eights attorney gameplay. They like show like what 15 minutes of this. It felt like, um, so I think it probably bored most people. I don't, I just don't think the great ace attorney is a game that you would you would want to showcase on, you know, your generalized show, like, like, you know, like the Nintendo Treehouse, you know, like where they show extended gameplay that I think is a more appropriate, like, um, 
avenue to show it. But yeah, for like uh, literally the whole collective, uh, you know, gaming community. Yeah, this is it's just not a game. It's like I can't envision somebody watching this Capcom thing and them showing the great Ace Attorney and somebody who wasn't necessarily interested in the the Ace Attorney series will be like, wow, you know what? This is great. I'm I'm gonna have to I have to get it now. I it just it just is not a game that translates well to I, I don't know entice people to play it if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. Um, then <laughs> boy, it just it, it felt like it just went further downhill from there. Uh, and they showed the Capcom Pro Tour. Um, just basically giving you more unnecessary details again in the, 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 the most unnecessary way by showing it during this event of, uh, you know, Hey, Capcom pro tour is a thing. Just come and watch it, blah, blah, blah. But they didn't even do that. They could have been short and sweet about it, but they like went really into it, which again, I just did not work for them. And then even then they could have totally did that, but then redeemed it or, you know, gave it a payoff by revealing the last character, uh, DLC character for uh, street fighter five, which they totally didn't as well. <laughs> they, we didn't get no DLC character for street fighter five. So it was just, it was literally no payoff. And then that was it. They just left it on that. And then bye. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> and then they just left. Uh, so, uh, and then, uh, I'm curious, I know, uh, a rumor has been going around because of, uh, that huge ass Capcom leak with basically that showed their whole slate for what the next four, six years of their plans for, um, uh, all their Capcom games, not one, not even one aspect of that was shown here at E3, not even a teaser trailer, nothing. So with all that being in mind and consideration, um, have to give Capcom a big ass F just, just, just horrible. There was literally nothing tangible to like, even be immensely excited for. It's like (laughs) RE village. You have to like fantasize what the DLC is going to be like to even like get any, you know, grab any form of excitement for that. So, it's, it's unfortunate it's, I think it's a lot of stuff they could have did at least tease us something. Um, just horrible. Unfortunately, just no Onimusha, no, uh, no Dino crisis, no, um, no resident evil two slash three, uh, director's cut. Just, just bad. No, not, not even, even begrudgingly, not even resident evil four remake anything like from that just nothing nothing at all so yeah capcom you get a big fat f all right get a big fat f okay do better you need to do better okay you're better than this all these blockbuster titles and breaking records and and this is what you give us (laughs) this is what you give us 
then probably one of the most redeeming, uh, best presentations of E3 this year. Uh, have to give it to Nintendo Direct. Um, they they hit the ground running. So they started off right. They's like, you know what? Hey, we, we about to we about to give you that fire. So we gonna give you a Kazuya Mishima from 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 uh, Tekken. Kazuya Mishima uh, from Tekken. And man, <laughs> the trailer is funny as hell. So for those that may not be familiar with Tekken, but they showed a uh, Kazuya. He was carrying a dude. Well, uh, in terms of reference in Tekken, uh, basically uh, Heihachi, who was Kazuya's father, uh, threw his ass off the cliff in a volcano. Um, I, I forgot, <laughs> I can't even remember the reasoning for it. He's just like, I don't know. I, um, I want to make you tough. I don't, I think maybe either way, <laughs> Hey, Hachi throws Kazuya off the cliff and somehow he survives and basically gets revenge. And then as like a full circle type deal, he, uh, he throws, uh, Hey Hachi off, uh, the cliff in like, you know, redemption. Um, and you know, the, the famous like meme gif of Kazuya Mishima where, you know, he turns around and does smile. That's basically the, it, that's his ending cutscene in a uh, Tekken. So with that in mind, uh, they basically show, uh, Kazuya carrying a Ganondorf, uh, first and then, you know, going to the cliff, throwing him off. And I was like, instantly, I was like, Oh shit. Is that, is it really? They didn't even show you who it was. I'm like, it's gotta be Kazuya or Heihachi. And lo and behold, it was Kazuya Mishima. God damn it. Um, and, uh, so yeah, they showed, (laughs) then they showed just, oh, it's so much to freaking, freaking unpack from that trailer. But they, uh, (laughs) after that, they showed him like throwing off multiple people, which is (laughs) pretty much a lot of the, a good amount of the, uh, smash cast. Uh, they, what they showed, uh, what's her name? The one arms girl, Lee may, I think. Or uh, mailing, may min 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 min, throw min min off the cliff. <laughs> then her little uh her uh her long ass arm. He's like, oh, let me get this shit off. <laughs> kick that, kick the rest off the cliff. Uh, then after that, they showed some of the gameplay. Um, whew, yeah, he he uh he seems to be pretty pretty dope. And then on top of that, which I was not expecting at all, they have his freaking. 10 hit combo, um, which I'm just, I am very fascinated and curious how that's going to play out in the main game or, you know, when he comes out, uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to find out when his direct, um, his in-depth direct comes, I think later this month, but it's, uh, for, I guess to kind of paint the picture in that respect. So in Tekken, there's like four buttons, which basically four buttons for each of your limbs is, I guess, the best way to kind of correlate it. So pretty much each button is a limb. So, you know, you have left, right, left punch, right punch, left kick, right kick. Um, and pretty much that, along with uh, various directional inputs, not too heavy, generally, is basically, you know, how you generally play uh, Tekken in terms of at least specifically like, you know, um, you know, in that regard for 10 hit combos, it varies from character to character, but for most people it's just mainly just, uh, uh, just button combinations and input and timing. 
that's pretty much the general gist of of like doing a 10 hit combo in Tekken. Uh, so how Kazuya Mishima is going to do a 10 hit combo in Smash, considering there's only two, there's only two technical, technically two attack buttons in Smash, uh, you know, not, not, uh, taking into account like directional inputs. I am just curious how it's going to work. I guess it could either be timing base or directional base. That's the only way I could think of it is either maybe, maybe it's going to be a combination of, um, hitting both of the buttons at once, as well as then B like maybe doing like a, a, B, 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 A, A, B, A, 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 B, A, B, B. I could see that that might be the more practical, probably implementation of it. I could see maybe you go into a stance and then start it or something. I don't know. I'm very curious to see how he's going to play out. Um, and man, if he pulls this off, whew, Sakurai, Masahiro Sakurai, that dude is a, is a legend by just being able to make so many various characters from so many very diverse backgrounds, all be able to play decently within a single fighting game is still fascinating and amazing to me to this day. And just, we have, we got freaking Sephiroth in this, ugh. Just, it, it's crazy. Like you, you kind of lose, you kind of take it for granted when you think about it. Like just, there's what, like 80, this is, it's close to 80 to 80 characters in this game. Let me, let's do a, in smash ultimate how many how many how many are in there um jeez 74 74 characters in this game uh, I mean, you know, give or take like echo fighters and you know what your philosophy is it on, um, if you consider those, but oh, Jesus, that is crazy. 74 and just being able to make all those work. That's crazy. But yeah, so, you know, um, that's going to be interesting. He seems to have a lot of his moves. I saw like the potential of, uh, I don't know if it's like a Korean. It seemed like <laughs> that's going to be surreal. Uh, maybe you could potentially Korean backdash in, in a smash <laughs> smash ultimate. That's going to be funny if that is the case. Uh, basically Korean backdash in, um, Korean backdash in Tekken is basically a technique to it's, I think it's basically a technique that helps you more with footsies kind of, and actually, let me look real quick at that. The fighter, uh, fighterpedia that came out, uh, for this, the fighting game glossary, uh, that we talked about, I know a while ago, well, let's get the real technical term. Korean back dash, uh, Korean back dash, a method specific to Tekken that lets you back dash multiple times in a row, extremely quickly. 
In Tekken, you can cancel the recovery of a backdash with pretty much anything called predictably backdash canceling. Korean backdashing cleverly uses down back to cancel a backdash in progress and immediately count as the first back input for your next backdash. After backdashing once, repeat down back neutral back in rapid succession to continually cancel your backdash into crouch and then start a new backdash as fast as possible. This, the technique is named for Korean players who discovered it in Tekken Tag Tournament and used it to great success in some American events. The execution takes a fair bit of practice to get used to, but the fast movement it allows is very powerful. And it's often seen as a benchmark skill to transition into higher level tech and play. Nice. Man, bless the fighting game glossary by Enfield. Uh, glossary, um, man, it is so good. It is so good. I think it's definitely going to help a lot of uh, aspiring fighting game players uh, coming out. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> that's going to be funny. <laughs> Korean backdash. Uh, I know it brought up this whole discussion now where uh, there are some miscategorization, categorization, you know what I mean, where like people are like putting Kazuya as this like, you know, uh, what archetype in Smash. Uh, I guess, you know, because the term Shoto is generally referred to people that like like Ryu and uh, Ken that have a Shoryuken motion. Um, and then people are putting Kazuya in the same camp, which, you know, I don't think he's going to fall into it. Um, you know, which is interesting. It was an interesting discussion where that was being brought up where, you know, uh, Kazuya is a Shoto, but generally he's not, he doesn't have a Shoryuken motion move. So based off that fact, he would not be a Shoto. Um, so that was a funny, interesting, like topic of discussion people were having, like when he, uh, premiered. So, um, pretty great though. I, I think it's a very good pick. Um, it, 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 I know it's been, uh, suspected by some people, but, um, I don't think a lot of people like fully thought it was going to happen, but I mean, it's pretty dope. We now have what street fighter cross Tekken in smash. What, what what street fighter cross Tekken and smash what we got PlayStation all-stars <laughs> in smash. What, what else? What else? Uh, we got what, uh, Marvel, Marvel versus SNK <laughs> in smash. Oh man, this game is, yeah, this game feels like a once in a lifetime deal really. Um, which I'm glad to be a part of in this, like just to, to bask in this whole like pandemonium of, you know, uh, just how many characters can we put into this game? Uh, which I just love. I really do. Uh, I'm such a fan of smash just based off the spectacle of, you know, this is probably never going to happen again. So yeah, uh, let me stop gushing. Let me stop gushing. Uh, then they, uh, they reveal super or no Mario party superstars, which it seems to be a Mario party, um, greatest hits, uh, where it pretty much has the greatest hits, like 
mini games from all the past Mario Party games. And the biggest thing online, which I think is huge for Mario Party, um, <laughs> I feel like, at least in my experience, the always the general consensus with when it comes to Mario Party, most people don't want to play it. Um, I think it. Well, let me rephrase. I think it's pretty pretty hard to bring up Mario Party in a pretty hard to bring up Mario Party in a party, not a party setting, but um, uh, I don't know. Casually, I think if people, it feels like. Mario party is like in the same ballpark as, um, as a monopoly. It feels like for, for Mario party, you always, it has to, it's a commitment where I think a lot of people don't want to commit. And, you know, I feel like you have to be in a specific mood to play Mario party in some cases, which I think, uh, online will help alleviate. So like, you know, maybe you're, you're in the mood to play Mario party, but other people aren't, and you know, vice versa. I think uh, online would be pretty fun, <laughs> pretty fun, especially people you don't know. You could be, you could be a spiteful, uh, maybe that's the other factor. Like, you know, <laughs> Mario party ruining friendships. Oh man, you took my five stars, you bitch. And then, you know, uh, you know, Kenny and, um, uh, John aren't friends anymore because of that. So, um, yeah. So, uh, all for Mario party, uh, having a party uh, online, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm that, that's, that's a buy for me. That's, that's always been the thing with me for with Mario Party. It's like, I don't really be having friends like that in terms of being able to play all the time that I, at least when I want to. So hopefully this might be a cool little, little, uh, I don't know, substitute if you will. Then they, uh, showed WarioWare. (laughs) I gotta do it. WarioWare. Get it together. <laughs> I kind of want it to be that <laughs> they just yell, give you a call to action. Get it together, man. Um, so, hey, I mean, more you wear on the on the switch. I mean, what more do you want? I uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm familiar with Mario, 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 Wario wear where they do have, uh, you know, a lot of the very what I, I would consider this to be like what adult swim, the game where it just has a lot of very random, weird, weird, wonky, uh, so random stuff that you just, it's just funny. And then, uh, Metroid fans rejoice. Metroid. Well, I want to do it. Metroid, Metroid dread <laughs> had to, had to put some more depression in toward the end. Uh, Metroid dread, uh, premiered, um, what I think this game technically, from what I hear, the game's technically been in the works for like 19 years or something like that, which is crazy. Uh, and now it's coming to fruition. Uh, it's kind of weird. They, they suggested it's Metroid five. It's <laughs> technically Metroid prime four is still in the works, but I understand it. Uh, they, you know, they clearly said that it's taking a long time to develop, but, uh, basically Metroid, uh, in two point. 2.5 D uh, that's, I think, I think that's what it falls under where basically there's, it's generally 2d, but there are various elements where it does become 3d in terms of like cutscenes and interactions and stuff like that too. Pretty dope detail. 
This is uh, supposedly the sequel to Metroid Fusion, which is probably one of my favorite Metroid games. I guess technically not really playing the main, the previous Metroids. I think is Metroid Fusion the one, only one I played really? Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> bias aside, uh, this definitely has me interested even more so, uh, you know, at least having a reference of playing the Metroid Fusion, which in of itself was, is regardless, it's a wonderful Metroid game too. So, um, yeah, uh, Metroid is, has been revived. Metroid is <laughs> Metroid is, 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 is not dead. Metroid came back from the dead. Metroid came back from the dead to be dread. I'm sorry. I'm not a rapper though. Um, Shin Megami Tensei five, uh, also, uh, showed itself and we got a release date for December 11th, which is pretty dope. Um, I know I've, I've had loose information about Shin Megami, Shin Megami Tensei. Um, I know it's, I think it's a spinoff of Persona, I believe. Um, but I've not touched any of these, uh, games, uh, since then. But, um, I mean, this looks pretty dope. I, I will play it. Of course. Oh, but man, out of nowhere, out of, out of nowhere, Advance Wars one and two remake was announced. Uh, they call it, um, Advance Wars reboot camp. I got a Advance Wars reboot camp. <laughs> Ugh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, what, um, was it a uh, red faction, uh, remastered or, um, you know, they get a little, they get a little too, uh, comfortable with using re I mean, it makes sense. It's reboot. Uh, I mean, I guess, I mean, either way it's advanced wars one and two, which is a pretty awesome tactics game. I played a little bit back in the day that I've been rearing to, to get back into, uh, but this is definitely a perfect excuse to do so. Um, yeah. Then of course the, what, what, what I would call the, what the, um, the Zelda power, what power 15 power five minute. I don't know. Um, but they, they announced Hyrule Warriors DLC. Uh, they showed what link he had, like some, it looked like he had like, uh, Dante's, uh, Cerberus weapon from Devil May Cry three. Um, some type of, uh, I, I'm pretty sure there's a term for it. I'm just not coming to mind, but it looked like some nunchucks or I forgot, I forgot what's the weapon with, uh, it's a weapon that has, it's like a nunchuck, but it has a long stick in the middle. Let me look that up real quick. I'm very curious now. Um, I'm just going to say was <laughs> it's like an ignorant black man. What's that weapon with the, um, <laughs> I put that, um, with the, with the, that <laughs> I just typed this literally all of this that looks like the looks like a nun, nun Chuck and you spell nunchuck. Chucku with the stick in the middle. <laughs> Three section staff. Wow. I am surprised that got me. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Let me look at 
three section staff. Yeah, that's what it is. So it looked like it looked like a modified three section staff, at least in that DLC, um, which is cool. Uh, it's a game I have, but I've not played. So, you know, I mean, eventually <laughs> then, uh, they announced the Zelda game and watch, which I think will have the first Zelda Zelda two. And I think a game boy Zelda, I believe. Let me double check on that. Um, where is it? Um, Yeah, so Zelda Classics, do they even tell you? Yeah, Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, and Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, which I guess, yeah, I think that was the the one Game Boy game that got remastered on uh, the Switch recently, somewhat semi-recently. Um, that's pretty cool. I like it. Um, then, of course... Of course, to satiate everybody's dying hunger, uh, just just bloodlust for anything Breath of the Wild 2. We did get uh, Breath of the Wild 2 trailer, which is pretty a decent, uh, decent trailer. They showed a pretty much good amount of what you can expect in the game. Uh, it feels like Zelda's, uh, not Zelda, Link is... Um, Link has, uh, gotten, uh, <laughs> Link has been, uh, jaded. Uh, what, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's gotten, uh, seasoned. <laughs> His hair is longer now. Uh, he got this robot arm out of nowhere. <laughs> you feel like he, it feels like he went through the same, um, uh, the same, uh, oh, fuck. it was like the same, uh, <laughs> what path that, uh, JD from um from uh Gears Gears of War four and five went through <laughs> like I've seen some things. Uh it's like man it just been a it's just been a single game. What happened? I just I've seen some things. That's all he says. Hey I've seen some things. Then he just walks away. <laughs> I, oh I guess. Okay then. Sure. And that was pretty much the Nintendo Direct. So um I mean, we, we, we still have not gotten anything with the switch pro. Uh, so I'm assuming, you know, that's because of COVID and, you know, the shortage chip shortages and stuff like that. And <laughs> I mean, regardless, the, the switch itself is still selling, flying off the shelves anyway, too. So, I mean, I take it. Nintendo is not that pressed to, um, you know, announce anything yet. I mean, I also suspect that like, I mean, considering the switch light, it pretty much announced and shortly came out after wouldn't be surprised if that'd be the same case. I think it came out around September. Uh, let me double check that real quick. Uh, switch light release date, switch light release date. Oh, May 21st. Never mind. Never mind. Technically it would, would, uh, should have came out, but I could see them like, you know, announcing it in August and then it come out in September or something like that. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it does drop like shortly before, shortly before the end of this year slash holiday season. I, uh, I could see that happening. Um, but yeah, uh, 
I mean, we could we could get we could put <laughs> we could put the tinfoil hats on and speculate what could have happened, but I think ultimately they maybe were considering doing it, but then you know maybe looked at the reality of, of everything combined and just maybe decided to not follow through with it, which is totally fine. I understand. You know this this pandemic is something else, man. Let me tell you. Um, so yeah, I would give it grade wise a solid B plus. B plus for sure. Um, and I guess why would I give it a B? Well, yeah, I think the fact that it's, it was heavily, I, I would have at least liked some confirmation of the switch pro. Um, I mean, regardless, I think it's just the rumors are pretty apparent that this thing does exist. Just giving us something tangible to just like, just know instead of all this, this concern and like, um, kind of speculation where everybody's just been speculating about it and nothing has been coming to fruition. So, um, yeah. So yeah, with all that being in mind, I give it a solid B plus Nintendo, definitely Nintendo and, uh, Microsoft, they definitely, they, they, they definitely showed out for sure. Uh, then of course, cause you know, I'm always going to push that physical agenda. I will, I will, I will, I will, um, limited run games. They had their event where they showed, um, they showed a couple aspects of, well, they showed pretty much their upcoming games that will have a physical release. Uh, it mainly this generally veers towards, well, I mean, it, it could be a various amount of things. It, it generally is like, uh, a lot of the like triple mm, I mean, it depends on what you consider as triple but either way, a lot of the popular games that release only digitally, uh, limited run games generally releases them physically for those fans that do like the phys- physical and, uh, want to be forever, forever physical. Uh, which I am a proponent for physical media. Um, totally understand people that don't want physical, of course, obviously, but I mean, I'm gonna still keep the physical though, you know? Um, so they had, uh, they actually had some pretty revelatory stuff, uh, during this event too, um, for a couple games that, uh, we didn't know about, I'm pretty sure, but at least starting off Contra anniversary collection is going to get a physical release pretty damn dope. Um, it, I forgot. I think this released a couple years ago, but either way it, it, it is now gotten a digital, uh, physical, getting a physical release, which is dope. Uh, double dragon and the Kunio Kun bundle that, uh, I think came out last year as well. Getting physical. Uh, <laughs> that should be a getting, getting physical. physical. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Uh, dusk, which is, I think we talked about is it seemed like, it seemed like a pretty dope, uh, what late, late, early nineties, late, uh, early, no late nineties, early two thousands, uh, first person shooter is getting physical, uh, <laughs> zombies ate my neighbors slash ghoul patrol. Uh, this was probably the biggest announcement I think. Uh, well, I mean, it depends. Um, is, uh, Getting physical. <laughs> um, oh no, I think they revealed this already or no, I think they for sure revealed this is coming out, but I think 
during this show, they reveal that it is going to be physical. I believe I could be wrong about that. They may have, they may have done it earlier, but either way, getting physical. <laughs> uh, what, what's actually pretty big. I think maybe it depends on how you interpret it, but I think was pretty big. And one thing, one aspect I do love about limited run um, is that uh, a, a good amount of games they do release, they do release for their original hardware too. So that actually is going to be the case for Zombies Ate My Neighbor slash Google Patrol, which originally released on the uh, Super Nintendo as well as the Sega Genesis. With this, uh, they're going to release those versions again, basically. So you can actually buy uh, like a collector's edition of the, the, the SNES version and the Genesis versions, which is always, uh, always mad respect and pretty damn dope. Um, love limited run games. They, they're keeping the physical agenda. They're keeping and pushing the physical agenda. And I love it. Um, and the same goes for Castlevania Rondo of Blood basically was a game that released exclusively on the the PC engine which i think um i think that's anywhere but the US is called the Turbo Graphics uh Pro um either way basically Castlevania Roundable Blood is getting <laughs> yet another physical release for the Turbo Graphics Pro Duo uh, and I believe this is going to be a revised version where they pretty much add the better audio for the PSP version of the game, which I think is the only other platform it came out for outside of the PC, um, PC engine slash turbo graphics, uh, which is pretty damn dope, man. Just, <laughs> I, the, I think somebody made the, made the revelation that this is going to be the first, what turbo graphics slash PC engine that released uh, since, or been announced since, I guess the, the, the original hardware, uh, which is crazy. Uh, Matt, again, Matt respect to limited run games for doing stuff like this. I always respect it as somebody who also has a fascination and appreciation for, uh, original older retro console slash hardware. Um, you love to see it, man. You really do. Uh, there was this cool game hunt down. I think it just recently released, uh, but man, the collector's edition for this is so dope. It has like a, it comes with a little corny action figure. that looks like similar to GI Joe. And, um, it just has a whole overall like eighties vibe to it, which I'm definitely, I'm definitely feeling. Then, uh, <laughs> I think this is technically, technically was the one more thing of the show, but, uh, basically I guess it's supposedly this like, um, uh, what soft core porn, um, soft core porn slideshow game called plumbers don't wear ties where, um, <laughs> basically, um, yeah, just that. So they, I think it, I forgot what platform it originally released on. Let me, let me double check that. Cause, um, I'm on, I'm uncertain plumbers don't wear ties. Uh, Plumbers Don't Wear Ties is an adult-oriented romantic comedy, quote unquote, <laughs> visual novel slash dating sim. Um, so it's for the 3DO. That's what it was for the 3DO. I think is it releasing for the 3DO? 
I wouldn't put it past limited run games to pull something like that off. Uh, maybe it was updated on the wiki. Uh, maybe not. Um, no, I guess it's coming to modern systems. Wouldn't be surprised down the road though. It'll, uh, <laughs> Uh, coming, we have the special, um, hot, um, uh, backed up edition coming, coming to 3DO as well, <laughs> but apparently it's coming to PS4, PS5, <laughs> something about me, something about that is cracking me up. The fact that you're going <laughs> to, you bought this next gen machine and just one person. So like, you know what? <laughs> I wasn't going to get a PS5, but plumbers don't wear ties. I, I, I gotta get a PS five now It's I have no choice. I have, um, PS four, PS five, PS PC and switch physically and digitally. So there you go. Um, you know what? I'm just tempted just by the novelty of it more than the actual, you know, me really playing like a, a soft core porn slideshow game. Um, but it's, it's pretty cool. I guess uh, apparently this has been like the most highly requested like game to be, you know, uh, printed by, from, uh, by limited run games. So that's <laughs> a, they, uh, they trying to appease the fans at least. So, um, <laughs> uh, then they announced river city girls zero, which I guess, uh, was a river city girls like, uh, game that only released in Japan. And let me double check on that just to be sure I'm not misguided. Um, where were do I don't even see anything on it. River city girls, zero River city girls, zero. Um, Yeah, River City Girls Zero, a localization of a Super Famicom Kunio Kun game. Um, so yeah, okay. So technically, it was a uh, basically Japanese exclusive being translated. But then on top of that, uh, River City Girls Two, which is pretty dope. I'm I'm a I'm a pretty big fan of River City Girls. Love the first game. Uh, it was pretty fun, pretty delightful. I mean, you could dab people and hurt them. So I mean. You know, what more do you want? <laughs> far, far of that was like, uh, I mean, okay. I mean, now I guess that was kind of when the dab was really, was really a thing, you know, I'm assuming what's his name. Cam Newton's looking for his royalty somewhere, but <laughs> I digress. Um, then super hot, which is a game I've been really loving, but I've not ever played. <laughs> I just know I would love it, but I've never got around to playing it. Um, is getting a physical release or more, dare I say, going, going physical. physical. Um, the takeover, which is, uh, the beat em up game, uh, made by Matt McMuscles, uh, as, as well as his team. Um, basically definitely a, a fun, like love letter to streets of rage. You get a, a lot of streets of rage vibes. I think, um, Yuzo Koshiro use, let me, let me use Koshiro who, um, did, uh, you know, basically the soundtrack of the original trilogy, uh, 
Um, I think he made a track for the game as well. Um, so yeah, all in all, those were pretty much the highlights. Um, I don't, again, I don't think it's fair to grade limited run games <laughs> considering, the, uh, it's a lot of just mainly not announcing physical games. Uh, but Hey, for somebody who, uh, appreciates, uh, physical, physical games, uh, I love it. I love it. Um, with that being mind, um, let's get into, well, let's, <laughs> I guess let's do a pretty much a, a quick recap of, um, quick recap of the, uh, the, my predictions I made, uh, <laughs> before this, uh, doubt it's not gonna, uh, yeah, it's not looking too good, but you know, <laughs> um, so my first prediction was, uh, I, I predicted that Marvel versus DC game will happen. Um, it did not. Um, I don't know. I thought Warner brothers was having some event, but I guess it didn't. So maybe it could potentially still happen towards the end of this month. I don't know. But, uh, then, um, Splinter Cell sequel. We did not get it all. Nope. Not even one bit. I think they did, uh, at the Ubisoft event, they said they did say, they're, I think they showed a little bit of a splinter cell. Um, was it a, it was either a Netflix. I think it was a Netflix series and that was it. Just a brief thing. Um, as far as we know, Xbox didn't acquire Sega, Sega, but at the same time, they didn't reveal that they, I don't think they revealed the big, um, big, uh, company they were going to acquire. So, I mean, that still potentially could happen, but it did not happen at E3. Um, uh, <laughs> Leon and Jill were not, not announced for smash <laughs> and, uh, Oh boy. Yeah. We did not get an, a resident evil classic collection for, uh, during Capcom's direct, which I thought maybe would have happened there, but nope. Uh, did not get a smash season three pass announcement at all. Uh, yeah. For number five did not, Final Fantasy seven remake part two, uh, did not show itself at all. Uh, we did not get a announcement for, uh, an Xbox or steam version of the game. Um, technically I was right for uh six Hideo Koshima showing his next game. I mean, technically, I guess that, that would apply to, I, I guess it's not it. I don't know. I don't think I wouldn't consider this next game. So, Overall, I, I'd say it's false, but maybe I, I believe it's it's been a rumor that PlayStation is going to have uh, some event later this month where, you know, it's basically going to be what they, I guess, technically would have did at E3. Um, so a lot of stuff could happen there. Um, Metal Gear Solid remake was not announced. <laughs> Uh, Silent Hill has not been revived. Oh, <laughs> uh, the ambition. I had a lot of ambition, but you know what? It, it's, it's, it's fun to speculate either way. It's, it's part of the fun and excitement of E3, I think. So, you know, Hey, if, if, if I'm, if I'm too ambitious, then throw me away and lock the key. I don't know why you want to do that, but it's your prerogative. Um, Yeah. So now that we know how much I, uh, can inaccurately predict, uh, 
Um, let's get into what I've been playing, um, which I've been putting, uh, putting some work in just saying, I am, uh, when people ask who's uh, the quintessential weekend warrior, it is myself. All right. So, uh, I'm, uh, that, <laughs> it's going to be my next moniker, the weekend warrior champion. Um, so, uh, played ratchet and clank rift apart. So this is basically the, I guess the biggest new exclusive for PlayStation five. Um, and I have to say it's pretty fun. If you just want to play a Pixar movie, um, man, this is basically it. Um, it does some really fun stuff like, uh, that if you maybe you've seen in some of the trailers for the game where the game, like is full, full stop, like it's barely, I've no, not noticed any loading. Um, and then what it does do with the, you know, the loading of like different areas in the game is pretty, pretty dope. Um, it, you know, seemingly being able to load a totally different world and be able to immediately go in, into that world with the rift like mechanic in the game was pretty, pretty dope. Um, it's definitely, I say a pretty awesome showcase of, you know, the potential of the PlayStation five and, you know, um, you know, what it, what it, what, what we can't see in the future with like the capabilities of it. Um, the, uh, assist adaptive triggers were pretty cool for each weapon. It, uh, it definitely really similar to Returnal, where it gives you more kind of, a uh, flexibility variability where, you know, um, if you hit the trigger half stop, uh, it does your first, what is primary motion or primary shot. And if you do it full, full stop, it'll do your secondary fire. Um, which is pretty fun, um, and pretty cool. And then, you know, each gun seems to react differently, uh, from being shot in terms of how the adaptive triggers feel as well. So, um, yeah, all in all, um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Very like wholesome, uh, just, just good fun ride, uh, fun Pixar movie ride, I'd say, which I, uh, I definitely enjoyed. Um, it was about what? I didn't do all the side stuff. I just did the main, I just mainly critical pathed it. And I, I think I did maybe occasional one or two sides, side things here and there. Uh, for me, I think it felt like 12, 12 hours, give or take. So, um, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was pretty fun. Uh, then <laughs> of course, um, chaos <laughs> stranger of paradise man how do you stranger, stranger of paradise, paradise final fantasy, fantasy origin <laughs> i'm sorry i don't know what happened there but stranger of paradise final fantasy origin um so yeah after the demo actually was confirmed to be working and patched uh, i did play it um i have to say it's pretty damn fun uh you know memes and uh criticisms uh, aside uh, you know, on top of looking like a PlayStation three game, it is actually pretty fun to play. Um, it definitely has, it definitely has, uh, and I hate to, to use this common, like 
it, <laughs> I feel like almost it's, it's gotten to the point where like almost every game is like, re- like reference to dark souls, but it's hard to deny the similarities. This game does have two dark souls in a lot of ways. Um, I would assume maybe it does feel like Neo too. Um, I, I feel like I, I haven't played Neo like that. I think I played the demo briefly, briefly when it came out. Um, but, um, yeah, definitely has a very, uh, it has a pretty, it has a, it does have a high difficulty, but this, I did notice there were difficulty options. So you, I think you can play this game easier. And it, it, I noticed uh, in some aspects, they did say like some things are alleviated on the easier mode. So technically you can play this. You don't have to play this like dark souls, which is cool. So I think we'll add a little bit more access, access, assess. I can't even say it. Assess, assess, accessibility. There we go to, um, people that want to play it. Um, yeah, uh, I do like the, I forgot what it's called. I want, I just want to call it soul burst. Cause that's what it feels like. Some soul burst mechanic where it seems to have a lot of layers to it, where you can, I think it seemed like you can parry pretty much almost anything if you time it right. But another aspect to it is if you, if, uh, projectiles are being thrown at you, you can actually parry it and then depending on like the properties of some of them, you'll actually attain it and be able to like to technically throw it back at them. Kind of like it reminded me of like uh what Ness from smash where he can like, you know, pocket specials and stuff and throw it back at people. It basically seemed like that. Like, whereas like one where a goblin can throw a stone at you and you can like uh parry it and take it and then throw it back at them and, or other people, of course, and, uh, the same with like fireballs where it has the same properties where you can parry and then take it and, you know, throw it back at, or just pocket it to use towards anybody else, which I think definitely has potential to, to do a lot of fun and creative stuff when the main game comes out. Um, the, uh, it does have like a, um, dark souls, like I, I hate to, I hate to keep comparing it, but I mean, it's apparent, uh, where you have, um, clothing options where you can, um, you know, they have different properties like, you know, well, uh, this, this tunic has plus five, but this, this one thing I got on only has plus one. So I guess I'll swap it out. Wish there was maybe some way to like streamline that where you can like, you know, auto equip weapons that have the most powerful, you know, ability based on whatever parameter you like dictate, but maybe that's asking for too much. Um, it, you, you, uh, have jobs where basically you can be melee or you can be like magic based. Uh, it kind of, again, I'm keep comparing to dark Souls, but I can't, it's, it's hard to resist. Um, it seems like, you can switch classes on the fly like dark souls. If, if you, um, like dark souls where you have to commit to a specific like class, which essentially 
um, forces you to use particular weapons and doesn't necessarily encourage you to branch out. You're generally like stuck in the confines of whatever, whatever weapon or whatever class you pick. But it seems like this game, um, Stranger of Paradise lets you, lets you swap on the fly. Kind of like, um, almost similar to Devil May Cry, we can switch styles. It seems like that is it. It seems like you can only do two from what I saw. Maybe you could potentially do more. That would be kind of cool. I think that would definitely open up the combat a lot more, uh, to, you know, branch out if you wanted to, but, um, the potential is there. Um, I, 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 I wish there was more purpose for your, um, your buddies that are with you. It seems like they just were there just to be there for like story purposes. It didn't seem like they necessarily helped too much. I would have liked maybe some factor of being able to re them being able to revive you if you fall down or something, or maybe that potentially is a, is um a factor component in the easier modes. I don't know, but I play normal, so I don't know um what those differences could potentially be. Um yeah, it 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 just um it was fun though. I, I did like the combat. You have like your special move where you uh you need a uh some mana or magic power to get that. Then you do that by grabbing people and turning the blood crystals and smashing them and stuff like that. Um, but it was fun. I definitely, it has the potential to be very, at least fun. Uh, I mean, you know, the question, the graphics are questionable. Um, and you know, <laughs> uh, the Eminem, Eminem, uh, character aside that, uh, it, it is fun. Um, the character, the story seems very potentially very intentionally corny, uh, just enough that I would be entertained by it. But, um, I guess we'll see. Uh, I think it's, I believe it's a year from now. It's at least some, some, somehow supposed to be released. Uh, but I believe it's exclusive. Is it exclusive to PlayStation five? I know at least going by the demo, I think it is, but let me see. Exclusive. Oh, it is coming on PlayStation four. I don't think the demo is out on PlayStation four though. I could be wrong. Yeah. It's come PlayStation five, PlayStation four, series X and S Xbox one and PC. Okay. So <laughs> maybe that will explain uh, the horrible graphics, but, um, okay. I think the demo exclusive to PlayStation five, and I think it's only live until the 24th um, of June. So I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, it was pretty fun. I did enjoy it. I had a good time. Um, yeah. Uh, after that, uh, I did finish Dirge of Cerberus, uh, Final, Final Fantasy VII Dirge of Cerberus, which is basically the PS2 game starring Vincent Valentine himself. Uh, was pretty fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, it definitely was pretty great to play before going in integrate, not essential. Of course. I mean, of course you can just YouTube a video of it, but I did like the gameplay of it and playing, um, some of the aspects of certain characters that are in integrate that I wasn't aware of. 
they definitely make sense now in terms of like their possible implementation and like, you know, the upcoming uh, part two uh, that's coming out, but pretty good. I have to say, I kind of wished I played it when it came out originally, but Hey, better late than never, you know? Um, then of course, after that, keeping that final fantasy remake hype train going, it's my little spin on the um my choo choo i hope you liked it um <laughs> um final fantasy i gotta do it final fantasy 7 remake intergrade nope final fantasy 7 remake intergrade intermission so that that gets kind of confusing so Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade is technically the PS5 version of the PS4 game. And then Intermission, I believe, is the DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade with Yuffie. So I did start off and played that first. And um, it was it's pretty fun. I love it. It is, it is so good. Um, it is, it's exclusive to PlayStation five for now, I believe, but, uh, man, it is so fun. Uh, Yuffie, man, just at least knowing her moveset going into, um, the next final fantasy, uh, whatever that is, uh, man is, is going to be a good time. Ugh, just, just the, the, the great ebb and flow of the combat between all the characters and now Yuffie coming into the mix is going to be fun. I could definitely see that. Um, I'm not going to get into spoilers, uh, but I, I will say it, it, it definitely was pretty fun and ugh, whew, man towards the, uh, the ending of the DLC. I, I, I will say is very, very, very solid. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Solid payoff payoff and confirmation of some aspects as as aspects aspects that were um at least hinted at in the ending of the original final fantasy 7 remake i will say that um Cool. I'm very excited for it. It definitely gets you very hype and excited for whatever final fantasy remake part two is whatever they're going to call it. Um, and that that's something I'm very curious of in and of itself, but, um, yeah, so, uh, got hyped off that and then, uh, straight up played, played, um, final fantasy seven remake uh again uh but this time on hard mode um i i i, I left that i left a uh, hard mode uh i was like you know what I, i'm pretty sure a ps5 version is gonna come out lo and behold it did and i was like you know what that's when i'm gonna gonna uh replay it on a hard which i'm doing now and uh oh, it's pretty fun um loving the uh the refocus on um it's definitely more important. Uh, hard mode definitely puts more importance on materia, uh, for sure. Materia is like, like essential to even survive in this mode. Um, 
which does like bring up the, the issue I do have with intergrade, which you think they would have implemented already, but you know, hopefully I, I re I will definitely have more of an issue if it's not implemented in the part two, but, um, I really wish this game had material loadouts, which, and by that, I mean like basically a set, a set, a saved set, like of a materia that you can swap out amongst other various characters. So let's say I am, um, I am a cloud and I want to swap, uh, swap my loadout with Baird or I have like just a, a set, like I can even name it <laughs> like, let's get real call of duty. Like just name your loadouts. Like, I don't know. You can name it like tank and have like multiple HP ups and you know, um, uh, you know, uh, healing, uh, heal and HP absorption, absorption or something like that. Just something, uh, so you don't have to keep like, I find myself having to spend a lot of time trying to figure out what to properly slot on each character, especially like when they rotate out, rotate within and out the party. So like they leave the party and then they're, you know, their materia is not in use. So then I have to kind of debate. I'm not sure when I'll see them when they'll come back. So I'll take all their materia now and then worry about it later. <laughs> then later comes I'm like, oh crap. Now I gotta try and figure out what material they, they should have now or what they, you know, should be. And then what, who am I kind of going up against? So I partially maybe understand the methodology in terms of like maybe they do want you to think about the material you're slotting in based on the, the situation you're going to be put into, but it still just could be way more streamlined. I think, um, I mean, it does help that they have the wide material board where you can actually, you know, compare your material to the other characters firsthand and then determine like what would be appropriate, uh, materia, you know, in conjunction with another character and stuff like that. But, uh, I just, it, it feels like something could be done there to make it more streamlined. I know technically you can save your material to weapons, but especially with hard mode, I, it's very, you're very hard pressed to change, swap out your weapons you know, during combat and stuff, I mean, you know, between battles and consistently enough to validate that or make that even a worthwhile, like option to like, you know, work around the, um, restrictions of, uh, work around the restrictions of the material and not be able to easily save, save slots and stuff. So my biggest gripe, um, with the game, especially in hard mode. I, I doubt it would be a big, as big a deal in normal mode. Uh, but you know, yeah, with hard mode being where it's super critical, it's, it's literally life or death. If you don't have your materia set properly. Um, I think, uh, that's something they definitely need to have. Um, especially in part two, maybe, hopefully maybe in a future update in the interim before uh part two comes out, but yeah. So, but outside of that thoroughly enjoying all the improvements they added to, um, intergrade 60 FPS playing final fantasy seven remake and 60 FPS is fantastic.
it is great. It is, it is, it is, it is everything I hoped it would be and more. Um, photo mode, which is added for integrate two is pretty fun. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> just some of the pictures you could take. I, I know I share on Twitter. It's just, uh, it's, it, it's great. You can, uh, you know, you have all the various, um, photo mode enthusiast features. I would, I would assume photo mode enthusiasts have, you know, a, a based judgment. I don't know to make what considers, a what considers it great or not. I don't know, but yeah, so you, you, you got that. Um, yeah, I think I'm on chapter 10. I want to say very much and thoroughly enjoying, uh, replaying the game, man, 60 FPS, man, really makes a difference. You can also switch it back to there's performance and, uh, graphics mode, I think where uh, it does do native 4k at 30 FPS. If you, if you are a purist and you like to still play in 30 FPS for maybe a more cinematic experience, but personally, I think, Hey, you got a PS five, uh, 60 FPS performance mode is, is definitely the way to go. Uh, definitely gives a whole new provides a whole new vibe to the game overall, I think, which is definitely worth while. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's really, really it, you know, um, there. So let's get into what I've been watching with that in mind. Um, So <laughs> keeping that final fantasy remake hype train going. Um, I did pick up the final fantasy seven, uh, advent children, uh, 4k DVD that came out. Um, man. And mind you, it's been like, it's been like, uh, I think, man, let me look up. I think it was 2006 when this came out. Um, I believe it was 2006. Let me double check. Uh, two thousand five. So two thousand two thousand five came out, and uh, basically a lot of people that a lot of the uh, Final Fantasy VII development people. Uh, Yoshinori Katase, who produced, um, the original final fantasy seven, uh, Tetsuyo Nomura, who of course is the, uh, the artist and designer of the original final fantasy seven. And, you know, of course, all their numerous final fantasy games. Um, yeah. So, you know, all that, all, uh, Japanese, uh, you know, all those people behind it, you know, is, is, is gotta, is, it, it, it was bound it was bound to be some damn, just, just greatness, fire, just, just anything you can just, just orgasm. <laughs> Cause that's, that's sure as hell what this movie was, man. Uh, it's a lot. I forgot about it. Uh, at least having only watched it when it came out in 2005. And I think there was, this was definitely during the whole, uh, final fantasy seven hype, I guess, resurgence. I think there was some term they used for this whole final fantasy seven. I think it was an anniversary or whatever. Cause I think they released this movie, uh, final fantasy seven remake or no final fantasy seven crisis core, which was the, um, PSP game 
that had uh, Zach that you, where you play as Zach Fair, and then uh, Dirge of Cerberus, which I think came out roughly in that same year time frame. I want to say so. But man, if you was a Final Fantasy Final Fantasy Seven fan, you was eating during this time. Let me tell you, I do recall playing um, Crisis Core when it came out too. Um, but man, this movie, ugh, so much to love about it. Um, and I think they added some things. Uh, I think this cut, at least that I watched, cause it's some aspects I don't remember, but then it, again, it was a lot. I don't remember about the movie after not watching it since then, but I just did not realize how freaking dope this movie was, but, uh, it was man. Uh, just the choreography, the fights and oh, oh my God. Um, uh, I mean, it, this is what? Uh, 15, 16 year old movie. So, I mean, I mean, spoilers for this 16 year old movie, but, um, man, well, you know what? I'm not going to spoil it. Cause it's so good. Maybe people haven't seen it, but either way, whew, the fight towards the end, man. Uh, I mean, okay. I mean, is it really a spoiler? I don't think so, but he, I mean, it depends possible spoilers, I guess, but freaking Sephiroth in, in, in a cloud fighting again. And, oh, and, and just this, all this 3d choreographed goodness. It was, it, oh, it's so good. Oh my God. It was like <laughs> my nipples were hard the whole time watching. I couldn't, <laughs> that should be like a, a, a movie review. Um, you, you know, putting it on the back of the box. <laughs> my nipples were so hard watching the whole movie. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> my nipples were hard the whole movie. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> or what they do at the opposite. My nipples were hard the whole movie. 0 out of 10. Uh, no, that would be like a Steam review. <laughs> my nipples were hard the whole movie. 0 out of 10. Um, <laughs> hard nipples aside. Um, <laughs> fact, I even have to say that. Um, yeah, highly recommended if, if you're a fan of Final Fantasy seven and haven't watched it. Um, I'm, I'm very curious. I want to get into some of the, uh, bonus DVD stuff that, uh, I know it has like, um, summary of final fantasy seven. I'm, I'm assuming just like, a uh, kind of a look back documentary documentary of the, the, the mass appeal, uh, final fantasy seven has had on this, you know, um, as a whole and, and things like that, which I'm definitely yearning to dig into as well. So highly recommend final fantasy seven advent children. If you haven't watched it, um, I think it is on sale currently on Amazon, the DV 4k DVD. If you have the proper equipment for it, um, I think it's like $20. Let me do a quick little, uh, quick little live, um, search live search. Yeah. Damn. 1859 on Amazon right now. I'm mad. I bought it at full price. It was like 30. Um, it could have saved a little bit, but either way, Hey, I do recommend it. Um, then of course, Loki, Loki, man, uh, this, uh, second episode that premiered this week was pretty damn good. Um, I'm really have to say I'm very much digging the, uh, kind of crime thriller, almost law and order esque vibe to it. 
but you know, with the Marvel spin, uh, it's been pretty fun. Um, we know we, we, we do find out who the person is that's been revealing or been, um, been causing this havoc and like, I guess taking these, uh, time grenades. Um, and then, you know, that basically comes to revelation towards the end and then sets up some very interesting, uh, prospects for the, the third episode, which is, um, pretty awesome. Uh, I am really digging this show. I'm very curious of where it's going to go, but, uh, so far thoroughly enjoying Loki. I have to say, I, I again do recommend it. Um, Marvel, Marvel is not missing man with these TV, uh, these TV shows. They, they, they are not missing. What? A, it's like, they can't, it's like, they can't miss. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, but all in all, that's pretty much, uh, episode one Oh nine of switches sites podcast. Um, thanks for listening or watching greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you want to, uh, like rate or subscribe, uh, on your respective platforms, please do, uh, greatly appreciate it. Appreciate it as well. Uh, you can catch me streaming this recording this live on Twitch TV slash a switch as well. Um, ideally during the evenings, um, you can also catch the archives of this as well on youtube.com slash a switch. Uh, also for the YouTube fans, folks, whatnot until then y'all. Uh, till next time. Oh yeah. Get your game on. Nobody's safe.